Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to a new episode of the Maddie Timber Podcast. Today we dug into a lot of things. Taylor Swift, uh, earthquakes, Toby Keith, uh, rape whistles, and all the above, baby. Um, if you liked what you heard, keep listening. And if you didn't like what you heard, guess what? We didn't talk about any of those. Keep listening anyways. Um, <laughs> important tour dates coming up. I'm coming to a city and in a city, hopefully near you. Do you get the joke? Probably not. Um, this February 13th, I'll be in Naples, Florida. February 14th, we'll be in Boca Raton, Florida. And Chicago will be April 11th. Dubuque, Iowa, April 12th and the 13th. We're going back to Chicago, April 13th. On 420, you stoners will be in Denver. And last but not least, Washington, D.C., May 3rd and the 4th. You guys can get tickets at maddiechimber.com slash upcoming shows. And I'm excited to see you there. Please like, subscribe, comment. Give me your interactions. I'll interact back. We'll do an inter- interaction 69. It'll be great. So um, thank you guys for clicking the link and enjoy this week's episode of the Maddie Timber Podcast. We're endorsing Hey everybody, welcome back to a new episode of the Maddie Chamber Podcast. Woo! If you vote for then you're a bitch. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to bleep out the president. Just make people want to listen. Um, it's exciting to be back. I I love doing this. This is so fun. I mean, let's just dive right in. There was an earthquake today. You didn't feel it. There was an earthquake? Yeah, I was sitting at the table and I go, oh, there's an earthquake. You were on the phone and here and you were just oblivious to it, which... <laughs> Is terrifying to think about. My girlfriend Mandy Martino, off air, off, I mean, off camera. She'll be on camera one of these days. Wait, wait, wait. We're going you, back, but I'm saying there was an earthquake. and You I, felt it? Yeah, I was finishing eating. I was sitting there, and you came in here, and there was an earthquake. I go, oh, there's an earthquake, and I saw the TV shaking in your, in your own world out here. So, Oh, my God. That's not safe, people. <laughs> earthquakes in la that's uh it wasn't i mean half of the time you feel an earthquake out here like if the earthquake is five seconds for four of those seconds you don't think it's an earthquake i didn't i didn't know until i was like oh that's an earthquake i'm not going to be able to focus to anything you say the rest of this episode because i'm just so confused that i didn't feel the earthquake that you felt in the same room as me i don't know you just checked out. She's busy. I got a busy girlfriend. She's doing stuff. She can't apparently feel natural disasters. She's oblivious to the the earth moving. Holy but, uh, shit. Yeah, it was crazy. I don't know. In those moments, you're just like, what the fuck? What are we doing? And then I was sitting here. I go, what doorway would I go under if that were to happen? I don't know. You always you you, you do a lot of post-mortem um, post-mortem, you know, safety protocols after an earthquake. And I didn't know. I don't know. I was like, I don't know, one of these. And then I was like, what if the fucking whole building just fell down? I know it won't. You know, these are built well enough. There's codes in place. But, you know, you never know. Wow. That's crazy. I was in my old, when I worked at my old company in the valley, or not the valley, I'm sorry, down here on this side of the hill. Uh, we were in like a tall, it was like a 15 story build, but it felt like a tall high rise. It wasn't like a super high rise. We were on the eighth floor and we we're in the um, conference room and the building literally started swaying like this. And I remember that was the first time I knew right away and I was terrified <laughs> and I was talking to my old coworker, Adriana, and we were like going over some drawings and the room started shaking. And in that moment, I was actually scared one and then more scared to run downstairs and leave the building. I was like, oh, in that moment, I would have died. Like, it's crazy to me that embarrassment trumps death. Where I'm like, I would have looked like a fucking idiot if I... But I was like, what... She was laughing. I'm like, what are you laughing at? This is like t- the most scary shit on earth. And I was envisioning plummeting down the the stairwells. And it went away, but the building was creaking. Um it was actually really scary. Maybe she had nervous laughter. I'm a nervous laugher. That is such a fucking I'm women's cop out. 
is I'm a nervous laugher, which is such a crock of shit. No, it's true. Like in the moment of me being scared, like any argument, I I get uh, <laughs> laughter as a response. And then I'm like, what's so funny? And like, I'm a nervous laugher. It's a real thing. It's a real. Google really... nervous laughing. See what it says. Nervous laugh. I can't control it. Nervous laughter. Why do they show the Golden Girls? <laughs> that is weird. They show one of the ladies from the Golden Nervous laughter is laughter provoked from an audience's expression of alarm, embarrassment, discomfort, confusion, rather than amusement. Yeah, in the moment, it doesn't feel real. <laughs> that's like being like, that's. it's easy to say that. I'd be curious. It's like an orgasm. You're like, is it real or fake? Because... <laughs> I'd like to think it's real, but I'm sure a lot of the times when I'm being pissed off and you're laughing in my face, <laughs> you're kind of faking it. You're uh, faking the nervous laughter, which, you know, is kind of crock of shit, but I don't know. I was fucking scared. Maybe she was nervous laughing. I don't know. I think about that all the time. I'm like, God damn it. Like, why, if I were to run out, what would be, they wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to live that down. In the moment of like, like what natural disaster would I have to like actually, I mean, I think a fire, maybe I would like run out on a fire. I'm always nervous that if something bad happened, I would freeze, like at the flight or freeze. I mean, I froze, I froze at the fucking table and the room was doing this and I'm just like, my girlfriend has no idea. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I know, it was bad. It's always funny, like, you know, shit like that we feel and then, you know, we've had rain, but like. Now my parents or my mom is on the East Coast and like anytime like our parents see the news, it can be for the whole West Coast. Like it could be news just generalized or like anywhere on the West Coast and they always assume it's our area, which is kind of funny. With the rainstorm from last week, I got a call from my grandpa saying like joking about it and then a nervous text from my grandma, Grammy, other (laughs) not related grandparents. Um, being like, be safe out there. I'm like, it's sprinkling out. <laughs> I had a family member once. They were, it, I don't know when it was exactly, but apparently there was a lot of um, uh, like Mexican people going into San Diego. And somebody in my family, I don't want to name names, when I went back home, they were like, we saw a lot of the illegals going across the border. Are they in LA? And I'm like, it's oh like, my God. That's like 200 miles away. Like, what are you? And first of all, I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah. First of all, don't say it like that. <laughs> that's, it was just like, and it wasn't from like, uh, like they were being race, racist or anything like that, but just like how much they crunched the state down to like, <laughs> th- like as if it's just like a backyard. It's like, you know, like it's just one fucking city. I don't, they don't know. I have no idea, but. They just want us to be safe. I don't know. My mom, she just calls. She makes sure that the rain and the fire, the fires is a big one. Whenever there's like fires out here, people think they think they're, it's my building on fire. They're like, are you all right? And I'm like, um, we're in a city. Yeah. You're like, I'm not, I mean, for, I don't even know. I don't know physically how a forest fire would get heat to where we live. It's like, it'd have to burn like 50 buildings at all of which catch the next build. I mean, it's physically impossible. Yeah, we're good. You know, we are next to a hiking trail, though mountain now. I mean, we are that could, but it's like that could catch on fire. I mean, the biggest thing that we've ever had fire wise was some homeless person set the carport behind my building on fire, and that was pretty intense. I mean, I'll give them something about being near a flame because, like, I had this confidence growing up where you see a lot of natural disasters in movies, and you're like, I think I can survive that just the way the main character maneuvered across things. <laughs> Like, you know, there's an earthquake and they're jumping as the building's collapsing. They're finding the perfect floor that didn't collapse. They kind of navigate it or even like a forest fire. You're like, well, just run out. Like, you don't realize like in the moment of like that carport being on fire, like it wasn't really, it was a big flame. I think in the grand scheme of like building flames, it wasn't that big. And then I was like, oh, I would get fucking just roast. I would literally look like like the the coyote in the cartoons and I'll just turn to dust and just fly away. Like even like when you're cooking, you ever like have your hand like wave over the fucking stove. Like you think you're like, oh, this is the flames hot. And then the pan moves and you're like, oh, that's really hot. That's yeah. like that's like insanely hot. But 
I don't know. My mom, they all, they just want us to be safe. But speaking of my mom, I mean, you know, they'll in the midst of them trying to make sure like you're safe. I think they overlook like very obvious things, like you know, San Francisco's getting rain, and they're like, "How's the rain there?" You're like, "You stop overlooking like really obvious things." But one gift I got for Christmas, my mom got me the birdie, which um, <laughs> it's basically uh, an alarm for women. <laughs> it's a car alarm for women's purses the birdie um it's not a rape whistle but it's like a rape alarm and i hope i don't get flagged for saying that um but yeah she i mean on the box it says made by women for women (laughs) and it's like you know i i I was kind of like at first i was like what did the what is this like before you got there and then my mom got my sister one and i was like i thought it was like chapstick i mean it's like a little thing and then even reading the box it says we i like I didn't pick up on it because even reading the back of the box, they're like, blah, 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 women's safety is our highest priority. And I was like, what the <laughs> fuck did this lady just get me? And then, but she said, because you have shows in dangerous exa- areas. Yeah, so it's not even like she she saw it. She's like, okay, this is a, she's like, this is a gender neutral product because of my son. <laughs> Being in areas that I don't think he's safe in. She got this because when we go do shows on the road, she thinks the the comedy club's in a back alley. And, like, she envisions, like, Batman. Like, you know, like, the <laughs> ghettos and Batman and shit where there's someone, like, a, a burglar ready to jump out. Like, and honestly, like, I was thinking, what would it take for me to have to, like, fucking use that thing? I mean... You have to also keep it on you because you don't have a purse. So where are you going to put it? I mean that that belt loop legit yeah logistically i don't even know where i'd keep it but i'm like where would i what like what would the reaction be of people like if i what if i (laughs) falsely trigger that alarm like some guy is you know running at or a woman you know let's 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 paint the picture differently like in this scenario you know i thought this whistle or alarm was just for women because of somebody attacking her, typically a guy, whatever. But, you know, what if the scenario, some estranged woman is coming to attack me and then I pull the alarm. But like I said, what if I did it like by accident and then it's just fucking loud. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, why do you have that? Just have to own it. I would own it. You know, I don't give a fuck. Make rape whistles for guys. Why don't we have, <laughs> we should have a whistle when the woman falsely blows her rape whistle, that's called the no, I'm not raping you whistle. There should be a thing where it's like, she's like, hey, and then mine's like, her, and, they're, and they're like, oh, it's a miscommunication. They cancel out. Everything's when fine. When I say me, I'm not me. I'm just saying there needs to be, because if we were in public and you blew a rape whistle and you screamed, they would, everyone would just believe you. And then I would have to have, then I'd have to tell, you know, no, I'm not doing any, It's she got confused or just nearly bumped into her. A false alarm whistle. A false alarm, uh, got, yeah, I'm going to make false alarm whistles. But how, do, how can we trust that? How can we trust yours? Hmm. It's true. See, I'm just saying, I'm not trying to go down that road. That's a scary road to go down, and I'm not trying to do that, but <laughs> thank you, Mom, for the, the whistle, but um, yeah, I don't know. I Stuff like that doesn't like bother. I mean, like the earthquake thing. I gotta say though, like for what it is, shit like that doesn't bother me, like mentally. Like I don't know. I don't get really too freaked out. I think I got scared once during like an earthquake or some shit like that. But, but it's interesting because I go to therapy now because I'm a, f- I'm fucked up. Um, <laughs> but like other things scare me. Like isn't that insane? Like our building could be shaking and I'm just like sitting there eating fried rice. And then I can think about a show that's three months and I just go into full, full panic attack. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense to me. Shows where your priorities are. I mean, you know, apparently the, my priority is not having a building fall in my head. <laughs> that's crazy, though. I mean, I go to therapy. I mean, I am. I'm in th- First off, I'm, I'm a new, newly in therapy. I went a long time ago. Um, there's like a, like a weak stigma around therapy. The more you go, I actually don't. Dis- I mean, I feel like anybody can benefit. You can all be a little more mentally stable. And until you go, like, forever, you're like, oh, I'm fine. And then I go. And it's funny. My first time there, I, I apologized for, like, three times because I felt like I was talking too much. What? <laughs> I was like, uh, you know, I was rambling on. Like, 
when I talk, it goes story, side story, side story, side story, side story, side story, and then it goes back to the main story. Hey, that's how you're trying to. I'm trying to write comedy write like comedy, that, yeah. but it's interesting how I just go on these tangents, and I was just like, I'm sorry, like, and I, I kept saying I'm sorry, like I was supposed to let her talk, and she's like, you are here to talk. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I'm sorry. She's like, if you say sorry again, we're ending this. Sit. She's like, you seem psychotic. And I'm like, I am, lady. I need fucking help. I love hearing a guy say that because I feel like women say sorry. Like, if you bump into somebody, sorry. Like, sorry, sorry, sorry. It's just like a- It's just an easy... I mean, like, let's be honest. Like, whenever I say sorry... If I say sorry too much, I'm not always saying, like, sorry. Like, I don't mean it. Like, oh, I'm sorry. It's more of just, like, my bad type. Yeah. It's very, like, a lesser... It's like when you walk by somebody, you say, what's up? It's like, <laughs> you're not saying what's up. You're saying like, hi. Yeah, don't tell me how you're doing. Yeah, and it was, it's kind of like me just <laughs> waving the flag of like, I'm acknowledging this is a lot. And then she's like, I don't know. But yeah, it's interesting. Uh, go, you know, I get anxiety. I'm, I'm an anxious guy. I'm a type A male. I got a lot to do with little, <laughs> lot to do little time. <laughs> no, um, I don't know. I just feel like my lifestyle leading up to prior to going there you know i was just doing fucking too much i mean that's gonna bleed me into my next topic but i had a lot going on i had my fucking job i had stand-up with everything i was pushing i felt like they're all rocks right my my comedy my videos and my job uh and i'm pushing all of them up a fucking hill progress it's like snowballs are getting progressively heavier and there's a point where you're just like, yeah, I'm losing my goddamn mind. I'm fucking freaking out. <laughs> they're all getting good, though. It's weird because they're all growing like in a positive way. But the strength it took to push each one was getting too much, um, which brought me to the decision of quitting my job. And I'm now jobless uh, in the in the eyes of America and my parents. <laughs> But I do have a job. It's comedy. I'm doing comedy full time now. That's why this puppy's coming back full steam ahead. This is going to be one of the small rocks. It's a very small rock right now. I can basically kick it. It's like it's a, a pebble. Pe- it's like a piece of gum right now, <laughs> and it's just catching hair and loose garbage on the ground. Um, but I'm, you know, um, it feels good. I feel way better. I mean, I get nervous for shows because I build them up. I get nervous for. I- I'm better about. I swear to God. So I mean, if you guys know me from instagram or you click this because you i'm i'm bothering you in one way shape or form uh i feel better about the videos lately i feel like i was building it up and i was letting the algorithms bizarre behavior affect me too much and the last two things i did i'm kind of like i'm trying to enjoy the process not the fucking outcome i think that should be the case for everybody Mm -hmm. i don't know how can you make that about your life? I mean, if you, it makes sense for doing like videos, but like with everything, I know. But I'm trying to think of like a funny example How about parroting. Parroting, parroting, like the Par- birds. Par- sorry, parroting. Enjoy the process of your parrot growing. <laughs> Don't seek the fun part of the words and whatever the fuck parrots no are doing. Parenting. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, what's the end goal of a parent though? It's like you want your kid to turn out well. F- exactly, and guess what? That's not going to happen. For anybody, <laughs> your kid's gonna end up in therapy, uh, freaking the fuck out. Just uh, enjoy it, do your best. No, it may, exact, so, exactly. Like, I enjoy doing, I, I'm trying to enjoy the process. I do enjoy the process. It's easy to get like uh, poisoned in a way, like in terms of social media, getting poisoned by, or I don't want to say poison, like you get tricked because the dopamine of posting and seeing people comment interact that's fun let's be honest i'm trying to get good at like calling a spade a spade it's like i'm not trying to trick my brain like i don't like that but i'm also trying to be like that's not a good thing to fixate on you should fixate on the fun part of like even yesterday trying new shot like uh video shot angles for a new idea like testing things like that's fun and i found joy in that so um you know uh I want to fucking. How did I even get on this topic? What the fuck am I talking about? Social media. Enjoy the process. Oh yeah, the anxiety of everything. So yeah, I get anxious with the shows, which I'm getting better at because I'm work. Now I have time to work on bits and fucking garbage jokes, and at least remember them. And then with videos, I can you know have my days to do this stuff. But uh, 
you know, I'm glad to leave the job. And then you feel guilty leaving the job. Once you get away from that, I feel like like leaving a job is like fucking walking through like goop where it's like, <laughs> it doesn't come off right away. You're kind of like, it's like fucking a string of snot is like connected to like, and then if I all, like all the strings and strands are off now. So I feel way better. And I'm like, Oh, I don't, I didn't want to do that. You kind of more get connected to a job for the state, the security of the money, as well as the, just the people you're with. Like you kind of like, oh, I feel bad. I'm not going to see them anymore. But then you kind of leave and you're like, fuck. They're nice. But I'm like, you know, what am I, what do I care? I don't want to be there. It's the same reason why people stay in bad relationships. Yeah. It's, it's easy. They always say, there's a weird, uh, there's a weird saying about a dog. (laughs) What? Dog on a nail saying. Um, the dog on the rusty nail. Sometimes we face situations we were, where we are uncomfortable, but we don't do anything about it. And the reason for that is simply it doesn't. Okay, what's the saying, though? Uh, sto- dog sitting on a nail story. Go to images. Oh, come on, motherfucker. Dog? That poor dog. It sat on a nail? No, it's a... It's, there, okay, here we go. It's like about escaping your comfort zone. Oh, here we go. There is a story of an old man and his dog on the front porch. It's hot outside. The old man is sipping on his lemonade, and the dog is sitting next to him, howling in pain. The neighbors across the street hears the dog howling for several minutes, and his curiosity gets the best of him, so he approaches the old man. He asks the old man, why is your dog howling in pain? The old man responds by saying, the dog is sitting on a nail. Perplexed, the neighbor asks, why doesn't the dog just get up and move to another spot on the porch. The old man takes a sip of his lemonade, smiles, thinks about his response and says, it doesn't, it doesn't hurt bad enough. Is that? Is that where it ended? I guess that's how it ends. I thought it was way more like, <laughs> last time I read it, I or last time I heard that, I thought it was way more like eye-opening where it's like, I, it was something along the lines of like, it's easier to, I'm going to combine like multiple thoughts and stories, but it's like, basically it was like the whole premise is it's easier to stay in the shitty situation than go to another situation. That's hard. Like you think is harder. Now I got the rusty nail. I don't get why. I still don't get why it didn't get up. I guess it doesn't hurt bad enough to get up. I get it. That makes sense. So it's like, yeah, you're at your day job. It hurts, but you're like, okay, it doesn't hurt enough for me to really want to leave. But you also, I think you fuck with your brain. You don't know. You're like, no, it does hurt more. That's why I think I was getting anxious and tense and my anxiety. And then you leave there. We did the show in Boston recently. That was great. Uh, you know, I started doing my my schedule. Basically, like now that I have my days free, I made a schedule for each day. I feel like I have a system in place. I filmed two videos. Like within like three days, my anxiety went from like a 10 to like a zero. So it's crazy how, you know. Tell them about the guy at the show, the laughing guy. Oh, I mean, yeah, so Boston was good. We went there. We just got back. We flew to Connecticut for, we flew to Connecticut for, on Thursday of last week, and we stayed with my mom. It was fun. And then we drove up, stayed with my buddy, Mike Maduno, very gracious host. If he's listening to this, he's probably not, but um, great guy. I shouldn't have said his last name, but look him up. He's a good guy. (laughs) Him he's, up. he's a smart guy. You need anything built or anything. He's a very talented uh, architect, general contractor, whatever the hell he's doing now. Um, yeah, we had one show. I mean, the crowds were fine. I mean, we had a f- good time. It's, I think I blame the venue, City Winery. Um, it's like a music-y dinner in a show venue. And I don't like to be the comic who likes finds issues, but it's oh, it's more of like a I, I've noticed where I'm like, oh, like you go to these venues and it's like, you just hear like forks on plates during like the opening and even my set. You hear people talking a little more. It's not conducive of like focusing on the stage because there's like tables. And I always feel bad when like if somebody's at a table like this, this the stage is this way. So they have to like – I mean at some point they're like I can't look left for three <laughs> hours. Like I'm going to hurt myself. But the crowds were good. But there was this one guy that Mandy was bringing up where I mean – it's interesting when we go to comedy shows where our goal is to have people laugh, but then when somebody laughs too much, you're kind of like, hey, man, shut the fuck up. It was like cackle laughing, hyena-type laughing at every joke. But I got to say, everyone came up to us afterwards. Was that uh, confusing? or um, distracting. That, Was it distracting? And I go, 
it wasn't distract. Like, it's not like he laughed during setups. He only laughed when he was supposed to laugh. I think it was just the loudest laugh, and he laughed at literally everything, which you think everybody would. But guess what? I'm going to lift the veil of comedy. They don't laugh at everything. <laughs> um, yeah, so he... Uh, it's hard to explain. It was just the... It, it was a part of everybody's act because yeah. his laugh, you heard as much as us talking as an audience. Yeah, I mean, who was... Listen, I'll fucking take that guy any day of the week. Then, I mean, I'll take that guy over the second show where there was a, a table of girls who were stoned out of their mind. And they would, <laughs> they, they thought they were, they thought I was in their living room. Like, that's how, that was the vibe of that show. It was like everybody was fucked up because the show started late and it was the late show to begin with. Uh, I mean, during jokes, you just hear like people having full on conversations. And it sucked because as a comic, sometimes you want to, in, uh, engage with them to shut them up and kind of, you know, like uh, discipline the room, if you want to call it that, via humor. But there's times where, like, you do that and they're either too fucked up to even comprehend you're talking to them or they don't reply or the crowd just, like, doesn't go with it. So you have, like, this crossroad of, like, do I keep doing my joke? Do I stop? And, you know, but at least the first show, that guy, I think he got people giggly. Like, he was kind of a... He was contagious. Like he he was laughing, which got more people going. And as the show went on, I think everybody got on board. And it, the first show was great. The second show was kind of just dog shit. I mean, I'm not going to sit here. Most comics would be like, "It was good. I figured it out." No, it's I, I think it fucking sucked. I mean, there was moments I liked. I think we all found every comedy show is a learning. It's not like like comedy is like working out, where it's like every time it's you're getting better for the next it's always a training session like unless you're filming a special and it's like this presentation or the way like weightlifters do like you know fucking weightlifting contests to see what their max rep is i'm like comedy's always like a workout session to get better for the next time which is another workout session so <laughs> this one i mean i don't know it was fine I, I mean i enjoyed it i think we all had a good time yeah it was a lot of fun i was nervous as fuck though but uh god performing in front of friends is just so fucking hard Especially friend, like my Boston friends are different. If it was my Connecticut friends, I would just be like, "Yeah, I, I would." I mean, I would dread. I wouldn't even do that show. I, <laughs> just, I don't know about other comedians, but I can't fucking perform in my home. Like, if my family and like hometown friends were in the crowd, I would be like, and they were like, "Can you do forty five minutes?" I'd be like, "I'll do fucking three minutes." <laughs> And then you check back in every three minutes and I'll tell you when I'm done. And it'd be fucking 18 minutes set because I wouldn't, I just, I can't, I don't know. We're about to do kind of a show in your little hometown-y thing next week. Yeah. I'll do tour dates. I mean, uh, at the beginning, I, I'm going to do the tour dates. If I did the tour dates at the beginning, we're going to re re record that. But um, um, yeah, we do Boca next week. That'll be exciting. Yeah, going to Florida. So, but um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, uh, it's exciting to be back. I don't know. We got the Super Bowl this weekend. This will have aired. The Super Bowl will have aired. Um, you know, I'm sure I'm going to just predict Taylor Swift was there. I mean, of course she's going to go. There's no way Taylor Swift will not make that. Even if, I mean, there's people crunching numbers and 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 uh, calculating tailwinds from Japan or where the fuck she's coming from. And they're like, if she leaves the second she gets off stage, she'll get to the thing with the st – you're like, first off, this woman has technology we're not aware of. I mean, I watch enough TikToks on aliens. She's getting to the show. <laughs> She's getting to the show with her, uh, you know, Bob Lazar. That's an alien guy from TikTok. He's getting <laughs> – no, I'm just kidding. Uh, but, you know, she's going to get there. And guess what? She should. I mean, the Super Bowl is – it, everyone's like, oh, it's going to be the Taylor Swift show. I'm like, well, hey, then Super Bowl, be more exciting then, right? Like, well, everyone blames her. I'm like, it's not her fault. It's whatever game we're watching clearly isn't as exciting as panning to a blonde girl in a, in a fucking box with other celebrities. It's more exciting to see the other celebrities she's with than watch the downtime when a guy gets a two-yard run. I mean, it's just the nature of, I mean... It's more exciting to me. I don't know. Seeing the celebrities in a box at a football game looks like they just took 500 celebrities, shook them, and then just randomly picked out like there's, 10. There's also never like uh, 
whenever you see them too, it is random because you're not you don't see like a, a connection. No connection. Like maybe when like fucking some of those actors were with Taylor Swift, you're like okay, like Ryan Reynolds or whoever the hell. He, yeah, like maybe. You're like maybe, but like the last time we looked, it was like Taylor Swift was sitting next to Gerard Carmichael. You're like, what are they? I mean, it's <laughs> like that was just hilarious. I mean, he's a comic, so we're like, oh hell yeah, that's cool. But yeah, it always it's kind of like a crapshoot in a mm-hmm. weird way. But I mean. She's going to make, she's going to fucking, she should just go do the halftime show. She should literally just walk down there and be like, can I do a song? Like, I think they asked her. I think they asked her before they started dating. And then now, obviously, I think it's Usher and like Alicia Keys. I guess you don't get paid. How much do you get paid for the Super Bowl halftime? I mean, performance. uh, NFL spokesperson, we do not pay the artists. We cover expenses and production costs. It's a lot of mo- I'm sure it's a lot of money, but you're like, they look at it as like, this is like free publicity, but you're like, and this is where not I'm not sure at an artist, like Usher's doing it. You're like, does he need the publicity or is it like, it's kind of like, uh, you know, if somebody's like, hey, do you want to host SNL? We're not going to pay you. You're like, that's a cool thing to put on your resume. So do I can- you get paid for hosting SNL? I'm just, I feel I like know. you. I never thought about that before. I'm sure you get like SAG wages or some shit like that. Uh, you get like 17 grand or something like that. Today, that would equal around 17 grand as far as the permanent cat. Oh, I don't know. Um, this is being on Saturday Night Live. Um, um, I don't know. I'm just saying it, it makes sense where it's like, you know, but. If I was Taylor Swift, I would not do something for free. She does not need the publicity. Also, I, as the more we're in entertainment, like when people dangle the like the the unpaid promise or the un like here's your payment and then here's the reason for not payment. When they dangle the non-payment things in your face, you're like, okay, and like as a corporation, you guys are gonna make like a, a zillion dollars and you can't fucking give us anything. It's like when we go to a comedy club and they're like, here's the deal, um, you're gonna get half of the door but we're not going to promote your show at all. How does that sound? You're like, what the fuck? Why would I like, it's such, you get smacked around so much. That's why I understand like when artists, like they always get yelled at for getting like greedy. You're like, no, I mean, I don't think that's the case at all. Not at all. You're like, good. Get fucking, I'd like suck my dick. I'm not going to fucking perform for free when you literally make, I mean, what's a goddamn commercial spot for the Super Bowl right now? It's like a fucking... That's what I'm saying. The players are making millions. The commercial actors are getting paid a shit ton. Everyone's making money. Why wouldn't the person who's doing all of the hard work for the best part of the Super Bowl not get paid? says, how much uh, do Super Bowl commercials cost? The price of a 30-second spot on CBS sold for around $7 million. Holy shit. 30 seconds. Okay, now let's do that math across a three-hour game, and they're doing five. What is it? Five minutes of su- uh, commercials, maybe three. I mean, that's insane. I don't know, but I got th- you know a lot of people. I mean, she's they're always they're saying like this is gonna be Taylor Swift mania. Look at these use mania. You're like, no, it's not. It's really not gonna be a big deal. It's not like like everyone's gonna be <laughs> like no, they're not gonna be Swifties at the show. I mean, there'll be girls there who like Taylor Swift, but I don't think they're, they're gonna like fucking roll up in groves. What's a Taylor Swift song? I was gonna. <laughs> cruel summer. Was that what we yeah. laughed at? It was a cruel summer. You're like you're a zillionaire. <laughs> How cruel was this summer? I don't know. She does make things better, but it got me thinking. Like with celebrity, like she's a icon for women, right? Definitely. Why doesn't and she like whenever she shows interest in something, it ha- they they show up in groves. I mean, whatever her statistic was for trying to fucking you know make people vote against trump it's funny it's taylor swift versus trump which you know like whatever (laughs) um but i was like why doesn't taylor swift just go to like fucking six wnba games (laughs) like just just go i mean it's like this this league is struggling if taylor swift went to like fucking five random games the ticket sales would shoot up 95 percent, like easily and now you're thinking of across the board, like now take all the women iconic figures and that have like a draw of that magnitude. I don't know how many how many there are, 
Shit ton. Get Rihanna, get the Kardashians. Just fucking get the people. go. Go, yeah, Kim Kardashian, sit courtside at one fucking Sparks game or whatever the fuck the teams are called. <laughs> What's a WNBA team? WNBA team names. It's like the fucking Oracles. Aces, Liberties, the LA Sparks, the Phoenix Mercury. Just go to a game. Just do it once and you're going to fucking make an impact. That's a great idea. I don't know why they can't. Pay her the money too. But then I'd be like, pay her the, offer the, that would be like where she they can offer the money and then Taylor's like a feminist, right? She's going to fucking, be, yeah. they're going to take the money. Like, they'd be like, yo, fucking just go to the game. <clears throat> they pay actors to show up to events that's all the time. That's what I'm saying. I, uh, you know, let's start hashtag Taylor Swift WNBA season's ticket holder. <laughs> that's a good idea it's a great idea yeah i mean i'm just saying make a difference make a fucking difference taylor huh you got you like your you're supporting men like travis kelsey those no she supports women i just mean in general i'm just kidding all of this female celebrities like you said they should all they all just go to one game each yeah make a thing about i mean it's easy just make a fucking you know get involved get you know get a google calendar going just fill up one section (laughs) They have to rope off, like at a comedy club, if there's not enough people, they usually have a curtain that's like halfway through the showroom. Mm-hmm. They do that fucking sporting events. That's sad. <laughs> I don't know. Speaking of singers, Toby Keith died. Do you like Toby Keith? He died? Toby Keith. I ain't as good as I once How? was. Uh, well, that was rough lyrics for the time. You're like, you ain't as good as you want. No, um, he had stomach cancer. That's awful. Yeah. Country music. He was. That was probably one of the first. First off, I thought that song was way older than it was. That song came out in two thousand five. Really? Ain't it good as I once was? What a good one if I was. Talk about a bar fight. That's a very nostalgic. I do respect. When we talked about this. I respect country music because of they're just like they're insanely efficient at making nostalgic songs. Like you can picture. A old guy being at a bar, being like, I ain't as good as I once was, like before some young kid wants to fight. And he's like, dude, I'll try. And I like it because he's like, I'll try. I'm probably going to fucking lose. <laughs> I ain't as good as I once. I thought that was a, I thought that would be a funny song where me and my penis leave in the bedroom after we didn't perform well. Oh, that would be a good that'd one. That'd be kind of funny. And then we laugh about it and have a beer on the couch. And yeah. The girl walks out like, yeah, you're not. We know. <laughs> I don't know. I do appreciate, I don't like country per se, but there are songs that kind of, you know, you're like, oh, that was a pretty, I see how they romanticize things. Like it's kind of impressive. We talked about, we watched Farmer Meets a Wife, which is, uh, that's a good show at mixing women who think they're about to have some sort of bachelor type experience with a show that's not promising the, the glitz and glams of that. Like the Bachelor is like a tennis star, hot young dude is probably wealthy, lives in Hawaii, and then Farmer meets a wife. <laughs> this guy lives in Missouri in like a one bedroom fucking log cabin. <laughs> you're like, you're not getting what you thought you're gonna get. Mm-hmm. That's funny to me. That and that that show, I don't know. That show though, it's like I said it last night, and it was funny to me where it's like, you know. That all those women before they, you know, applied for the show, in my eyes, like they hear country songs. Every country song's like wanna it's some some guy about, you know, driving an old Ford drinking Bud Lights. Like they romanticize the shit out of that insanely mediocre night. Like like assuming they're talking about a night. Drinking beer, back of a truck, watching a little league game. <laughs> eating a hot dog they're like that's the life i want and then farmer meets a wife basically calls their bluff <laughs> they're like yeah how about this we're gonna give you a guy who does that we'll film the beginning <laughs> and if you like it guess what you can live that life and then you see the excitement leave their face the more real it gets like i mean at first the cameras are there they're off you know, at some fucking holiday in banquet room doing the meet and greets and everything. <laughs> and then next thing you know, they're like driving to the middle of Missouri to stay at this guy's like house and pick up horse shit. And they're like, I think I like rap music. 
<laughs> they're all totally into it. And then the last two episodes, they all start like falling they off. They dropped off. That was the last season. They dropped off so hard. I'm like, I've never seen a dating show where three out of the four guys did not end up with a woman. That's fucking bullshit. <laughs> I mean, also, you're like, how are you? And that sucks because I bet the contestants are lying through their teeth leading up to up to air airing it. I mean, you see girls on the show being like, I'm. Li-, you can sense they're like, I'm doing this just for airtime. You can tell who's doing it just from airtime from where they're from. Like, there's a girl on it now from Hermosa, California. Yeah, Hermosa Beach. You're like, what are you doing here? Like, she literally called the guy's house. She's like, I would, I can definitely see myself Airbnb here. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, you're like, no, bitch, you're gonna live there. Yeah. Guess what? You're not. You, there's no. You're staying the weekend. Plus, <clears throat> so. I don't know. That show's crazy. I learned. Remember, she told the stats of how like five hundred marriages and all of those the first episode, and we were like, how many? The host was like, there's been five hundred marriages, blah 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 blah, and like listing how well this has worked. I didn't realize. I don't remember if it's farmer wants a wife or meets a wife. I keep messing it up. But um, farmer buys a wife. Farmer buys a wife. The show was created off of the app. The dating app. Oh. Yeah, but it's like, why would they... You're like... That's wrong. It's wrong because the app is matching people in that town already. It should. So, I mean, I get that, but it's like, you're now, you're now like, taking fucking someone from uh, Newport Beach and being like, do you want to go live in Tennessee in the not the cool part? And she's like, not fucking really, but... They're saying the guys got to go through the app and choose the top like eight or ten girls. Why wouldn't they look at the location and say, let's find girls that would actually... This is their one chance. Yeah, I don't know. That's crazy to me. I don't know. All those fucking dating shows are bullshit. I was into the... Mandy got me watching The Bachelor. And I got to say, episode one and two, I was like, I can see why people like this. I mean, it's... I'm And I'm proud of my manliness because one of the first things out of my mouth after halfway through the episode, I go, this is kind of degrading. <laughs> I mean, it is. It's like a fucking, it's like a talent show. But the women go into it. You can see their attitude. It's not like as if like, you know, a single guy was on a date at a bar with like five girls. with would be like, what the fuck is this shit? Like the, the cameras and the promise of stardom after it fuels a lot of people sticking it out. So I was like, all right, whatever. If you're willing to kind of go through that shit, then go for it. The guy's behavior, he's very like professional, like a fucking athlete at a press conference after a game where they're just like dipping their toe into the answers. Like not really, they're very like, you know, just alluding to things. He's like, yes, okay, I agree. All right. And like just not really giving much personality. Um, I mean, the guy, I don't know, what was his name? He just makes out with everybody. How am I blanking on his name? What's the bachelor's name? They just are, he makes out with everybody like a hug goodbye. Yeah, I mean, it's like, that, that's another thing. It's like every fucking person on, like, they're just kissing. I mean, it's like, all right, I get it, but, you know. Since episode one, though, it's too much. Too much. That that started to annoy me with the show. Um, the fact that, like, they only air certain people. I mean, we like see in the background, there's a girl where I'm like, it's like episode three. And I'm like, how the fuck is that girl? One still there two have never said anything to the camera. <laughs> That's insane. Which you start to feel like the producers keep girls on for the sake of like being a background character for the other contestants. So now that starts to like, rather than seeing the contestants as like a level playing field, you see the ones that they like. And then the fucking backgrounds, you're like, Oh, that girl's like literally just a filler, which is fucking insane to me. And then the straw that broke the camel's back was this past episode where he's keeping like, I don't want to say he, because we understand that those shows are full of shit. And the producer, your throat, no. Is that your thought that made that weird no. noise? You went. <laughs> you ever have, yeah. Anyways, um, yeah, it's not him, but like the producers, like they're trying to narrate drama and like 
have the fucking crazy girls stay, even though you clearly know they wouldn't be going on. At that point, I'm like, all right, well, this is clearly just trying to piss me off. But Which is why I stopped watching it. I haven't watched it since. Yeah, it's hard. I can't see myself. Like, I, I think maybe we'll watch one more. Like, I'll watch another one, but it's not like I'm like, you kind of just feel like you're getting fed bullshit now. I feel like we're mainly watching it because we're sick of scrolling through Netflix. That is true. Scrolling through Netflix is absolutely painful. I mean, it's <laughs> it's it's such a painful process. It is a mood ruiner. I mean, it's like I when I find a when we find like a new series to watch where there's at least six episodes, it's such a goddamn relief because ninety nine percent of the stuff on Netflix is absolute dog shit. I mean, all these apps now like they're giving shows like back in the day. To get a show was like I think hard. They can you know filter out kind of the dog shit because they didn't want to fucking give everybody. Sh- now everybody gets a fucking show. We watched this like makeover show where I was like, this budget was like a hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> I was like, this is the worst show I've ever seen in my goddamn life. But you know, it's exciting getting a f- getting something to binge for the most part. Yeah, I'll take the trash over the scroll. I mean, fucking Christ! It's like. I've said this before, and I'm I, like, I tend to like to keep my good ideas to myself. <laughs> but Uh-oh. why doesn't Netflix come out with like a channel scrolling thing like old TV used to have? Yeah, and just like take all your shows rather than shove them in our face with these fake top tens that are clearly you pushing your fucking uh, in-house movies from just, 2019. Just make like a TV channel kind of. Um, Thing, TV guide. Like a TV guide type thing. Organize the shows like old school TV so then we can feel like we're flipping through channels. I watched 99% of the shows I used to watch back in the day was because I just didn't want to flip through channels anymore. And then you watch a show and you f- end up liking it and, you know, just do that. Just have like a – what's the term? Like uh, – Remember like back in the day, like they had like Super Nintendo and then on the computer there was like, they'd make like a, it's like a synchronizer, not synchronizer, something Izer. There's like a term generator. What is that noise? Um, uh, count, I don't know, fucking know. Anyways, I think that would be a good idea. That would be nice. Something about flicking through channels. Call me old-fashioned for saying flicking through channels, but <laughs> I think that would work. It would make everything better, but, you know, Netflix as a whole, it's just like, Jesus Christ, we watch the same three things. Seinfeld, Seinfeld, and Seinfeld. I know, and you know what? I'm getting sick of it, sick of it, sick of it. <laughs> no, it's fine, but um, I think we ran out of stuff. I did want to watch this one thing. Uh, this week in Things That Made Me Laugh. I know it's an older clip, but I found it very funny. Um, and, oh, shoot. You screen recording? Is it recording? I'll record. I found it very funny. Um, okay, let me start that over. Uh, guys. Let's close on something funny. This weekend, things that made me laugh. It's a clip. It's pretty old. I mean, the, it's 13, six years ago. Wow, 13 million views, six years ago. But um, just the whole idea of this, I find very amusing. Uh, and the fact that the woman got as far as she did and then got caught brings so much joy to my eyes. But um, the clip I want to watch is a woman who uh, was f- being a fake sign language interpreter. I mean the that whole idea is the funniest thing <laughs> i mean think about like the day she thought of the idea till the day she got caught like it's not really all her fault like who interviewed this woman like there was levels to her tricking people <laughs> and the fact that she got caught on live tv i mean i just want to again <laughs> I mean the, the the hand movements. She's just making up hand <laughs> things. Was 
That's, I mean, incredible. She waves her arms like she's singing Jingle Bells. I mean, how did she... Who the fuck hired this one? I'm just sorry. Like, it's so... I'm so happy for her. She had she was arrested for fraud like six times, seven times. And then... And then the this time they go... She's pretty good at signing, though. She's literally just doing this. Who would think to have to like look into that you wouldn't expect someone to lie i mean somebody else should be in trouble besides this woman <sighs> she's like saying words with her mouth <laughs> To the untrained eye, it seemed like she knew what she was doing. That's crazy. How are people getting hired? How are people... How are they getting hired? I mean, I know people who are qualified for jobs that don't get hired. Why is... Being a sign language interpreter, the most faked, the most faked skilled job on earth. That was the funniest thing on earth to me. I don't know. There was another guy that got caught. Mandy went to the bathroom, by the way. You didn't have to tell them. Oh, it's fine. Uh, well, I was going to. I was talking during that um another guy who was reporting some hurricane he was also faking it too i was like (laughs) why is that i love how people who are into fraud were like no like they all have a meeting like all right guys we found this new profession that we can just absolutely take advantage of it's a loophole that's so funny to me um all right guys thank you for watching this week's episode of the maddie chamber podcast please like subscribe uh comment Whatever new features on YouTube, please do that. Uh, I appreciate you guys watching. If I have any shows in your area, please come out. And if I don't have any shows in your area, you can sign up for my email list, which is in the link below. Um, Mandy Mandy will be here. Feel free to watch her <laughs> podcast, Misery Loves Mandy, as well as Weirdly Obsessed. They come out on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Close. Wednesdays and Thursdays. Wednesdays and Mondays. Sundays and Fridays. <laughs> Um, All right, guys, thank you for watching. Enjoy your week. And like I always say, if there's an earthquake, don't be scared to run out of the building. (laughs) (laughs) All right, thanks, man.